With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the icon of vacations. Icon of the seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hi, I'm Dean Blandino from Fox Sports, and you are listening to the Quick Snap Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Quick Snap Podcast. Today we've got a very special guest with us, haven't we, Scott? We've finally got a third member of our podcast, another one to join me and Tom on disagreeing about every single thing we can do on the NFL. How are you doing, Scott? <laughs> I'm good, thanks. Thanks for uh, letting me join. No problem at all. And how are you doing, Tom? You all right? Yeah, mate, all good. All good. Good, man. How's the finger? It's getting better slowly. Yeah. Won't close up, but yeah. Tommy fine. sounds weird, me asking you how your finger is all the time on the podcast, but Tom managed to uh, split his finger open with playing cricket, which is absolutely gruesome. Um, it's quite special, yeah. You're doing right, don't you, right now? It's all right now. Yeah, it's not too bad. Got described as a burst sausage by the doctors, and then also the fingertip bone was described as crushed cornflakes. So, that is you outrageous. Know. It's been, yeah. So Scott's been doing some writing for us anyway, haven't you, mate? You're one of our uh, quite frequent writers on the quicksnap.co.uk. Yeah. And because of how much me and you don't agree about pretty much everything, we thought it'd be ideal getting you on the podcast and seeing if we can carry on those debates whilst we're on here. Uh, Got to set you straight, though. You know. I mean, yeah, somebody <laughs> does. Somebody does, yeah. Um, so... Before we go into what we're, our, our main subject of the podcast is, we're going to cover some news. There, is a bit, there has been a few bits of news come out in the last few days. So today, today mainly, we've got DeAndre Hopkins getting his extension, uh, so two-year extension, $54 million, was it, something like that? 54.5, yeah. Yeah, I think like 40-odd million in guarantees. And I think it, took him, to, yeah, I think it took him to like a five-year in total contract, didn't it? Like $95 million. Yeah. Which, yeah, eighteen point eight million per season behind yeah. Julio Jones. But pretty, yeah. pretty impressive. Very. I would think say so. I think, uh, well, once they traded for him, they were always going to double down, weren't they? And they're obviously happy with him. So I think he's one of the best receivers in the league. He probably earned it. So yeah, I don't know. Why, why not? They've got Kyler Murray in a rookie contract. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. why not do it? Hundred percent agree. This is this is the t- this is the time to start spending your money, isn't it? When You've got those rookie rookies on the contracts when the contracts are so small. Go and pay that big player for the five years well, whilst Kyle's on his rookie contract. Definitely. So they've also, also had a huge player get a contract. And he's a huge player because he's in most of my fancy leagues this year. And he's Kareem Hunt. I had a <laughs> lot of faith in Kareem Hunt. He got a two-year extension on his deal. I think it was like 13.5 or... 13.25 million. I think yep. you got oh, eight and a half of that in guarantees. Yeah. Fair play, considering he was struggling with like substance abuse last year. 
what you're saying, he had that, like the Super Bowl hangover, considering like what the Chiefs did, and without without him, uh, he was like struggling with all that, wasn't he? Um, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty impressed that he's he's got like RB one money, maybe not not top end RB one, but he's got more money than Melvin Gordon, he's got more money than Todd Gurley. So considering that's happening, more money than Fournette, less money than Eckler. But I think again, yeah. like there's just gonna be, I think like every single team now, it's just a back by committee, isn't it? Yeah. So why would you pay so much for one guy when you've got two? When you got two there? Yep, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Nick Gibbs on his rookie contract, isn't it? So I mean, I guess they've got less money tied up in the in the starter, so they can probably. Exactly. But I don't. I wonder what it means for Chubb when he can grant the contract time though, because if if Hunt's getting the money. Is it going to get shared out as much? Or, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think they'd resign Chubb. I think I think unfortunately Chubb would um, would kind of be left to the side and just be be, be left to go out as a free agent, which could be good for him because he yeah. could end up getting more money from that, but potentially could end up on a worse team because you only get paid as a running back really if you're on a bad team, apart from Zeke Elliott. Yeah, apart from yeah, yeah. I think I don't know. Well, I think this year will be the telling year whether whether trouble get a contract or not because this year is the first year where they're going to try this system as Kareem Hunt probably playing a few snaps out of the slot and Nick Chubb be on the field at the same time. And if that works, then that's a that's a telltale sign for the Browns to start investing heavily. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be interesting to see. I'm quite excited to see how Stefanski runs this. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say Stefanski's system is play action, so yeah. yeah. Chubb's going to be a big part of that, you'd thought. Yep, I agree. Right, gents. So, we're on here today. We're going to discuss the AFC. So, we're going to discuss our division winners, discuss the rankings in that division if you want to. And then we're going to go into see who you would be taking through to the playoffs in what seedings. So, Scott, as you are our newest member of the podcast, we will let you go first. But go with the AFC West. Good. Uh... Good division for me, being a Raiders fan. Uh, I think, honestly, as much as I want to say it's Raiders, it, it is Chiefs' division to lose. Uh, whether they get a bit of a Super Bowl hangover or not, I still think they'll be top of the division. I think it's probably the most competitive division, but maybe apart from the NFC West, but um, any team could theoretically win it with a couple of injuries or a couple of bad, bad runs for the Chiefs. But I think they'll probably get three, three teams in the playoffs as well. Um, the Chargers are probably going to struggle because they, they might be swap, swapping quarterbacks. You know, Tyrod Taylor's looks like he'll start, but probably Herbert long term. And, and Derwin James injured as well. I think that's yeah. big. Eckler's, I think Eckler's great, but we've not seen him as a, a true three down back yet. So whether he can carry a team, you know, with a rookie quarterback is maybe debatable. So I'm not sure they'll have enough. I think they'll be at the bottom. Raiders and Broncos, I think they'll both be around that set, you know, nine and seven, eight and eight. If they can both put a late season run together, then I'll maybe start with a few good wins. I don't see why the Cats sneak yeah. in wildcard spots. I mean, it is the Chiefs will be 11 and five, 12 and four, unless you know Mahomes gets an injury, we, we all hope doesn't happen. Even as a yeah. Raiders, I don't want to happen. Uh, yeah, that'd be bad for football. Yeah, it's not going to sense. He's got that great contract. He's, He's, the, he's, he's, you know, the NFL at the moment, isn't he? So yeah. I think that's it's the Chiefs division, and then yeah, I think with a good is that extra wild card team this year. The seven wild card team, sorry, the seven yeah. playoff teams. So there's that extra spot up for grabs, and I think somebody's going to have two. Some some division will have two teams, and there's a wild card team. I think could be the AFC West. That's what I think. Yeah. I, I I know what I know. I know Tom wasn't too happy with the three teams in in there. I, I wouldn't put it past them. This I, I like the Broncos to go in as a wild card, and then the Raiders. I, I would it wouldn't put it. Oh, stop it, Tom! I, I wouldn't put it past them at all. I I agree with you too, fair Scott. I've got uh, Casey. I've got them fifteen and one though. Bit bit adventurous, and I've got the Bron- Broncos and, and the Raiders around about the same mark, and then I got the Chargers at the bottom of the division. So what is it that makes you guys like Denver so much? Uh, receivers look incredible. Running back by committee may not be ideal for fancy owners, but there's three strong running backs there. The quarterback has done nothing to impress me, but everyone else is raving about him. So what's the most important? What's the most important position? Uh, well, just calm down a second. 
and, <laughs> and the defense looks sound to me. So I think I think it's quite impressive. But you obviously got something to tell me about the, how Drew Locke isn't that great. But yeah, he's not he's not that great. But look at the Raiders they they've got uh, Derek Carr who's absolutely trash. So you know, if we're oh, well, them. Well, well, <laughs> yeah, Derek Carr is a is a good quarterback. He's not he's not Mahomes, but look, he was in the MVP race a couple of years ago. Last year he had a I think he was in a top ten for yards, yeah, touchdown to interception ratio, passer rating maybe I think as well. Uh, yeah, within like, within like within twenty yards he's fine. Keep it keep it within twenty yards, he's absolutely fine. He's got to push it on the field, but Henry Ruggs, I mean, if he can play like Tyreek Hill, and you know Gruden's a good a good coach. Um, I think I think the Raiders have got enough there. The, the defense is actually could surprise a lot of people this year. They've got Jonathan Abram back at safety, who. I mean, he, yeah. his rookie season, which were which were you know disappointing, but he's got that Jamal Adams type. He's not that he's not that level yet, but he's got that type of play about him. I think he'll be good though. I think yeah, he'll probably him and Max Crosby are probably the best players on the yeah. team. Yeah, Crosby's a you know, 10, 10 plus sacks as a rookie. Uh, yeah, I think they've got. Yeah. And Cor- have you got Corey Little Corey Littleton as well? Yeah, and, and, and uh, the so linebackers, f- Nick yeah. Nick Kutowski, is it? Uh, so they've got a couple yeah. linebackers in there. They've got drafted some court cornerbacks high. Um, so I think they've got a defense to build around, and that the offense does look. Josh Jacobs was he was the rookie of the year. I know Callum Murray won it, but come on, <laughs> yeah, Jacobs yeah, was uh, <laughs> he was up there, and yeah, they've got some some firepower out wide now. If you know if Derek Carr can get it to him, I think he can. It's just it's just taking those shots. Yeah. I agree Tom, with you. Go on, tell us tell us Tom why we're so wrong. Tell us why we are so wrong to believe that Denver could be in the wild card spot. Well. When Drew Locke came in for his games last season, they didn't put that much on his plate. And he wasn't that great. So, yeah, he was only a rookie. You're not going to shove everything on a rookie, especially with him being a second-round pick, was it? So you're not going to force everything on him straight away. You are going to ease him in. But he just, to me, to me, he just didn't look that great. He looked kind of very mediocre. He kind of looked like you're just but, going to get another Derek Carr. But that's just... Which, <laughs> but you, just you've just said then that they didn't give him too much to do. And then he said it didn't look that great. But if they're not giving him loads to do, he can't look amazing. He didn't do anything wrong. No, you he can. Did. Because if it, it should be easier to look great if they're not giving him that much to do. By not giving him that much to do, I mean, like, they're making everything kind of like first read. So they make them, they're, they're basically giving him the, 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 uh, like the, the first read kind of on a plate for him. Yeah, but, but, but when you say a quarterback looks amazing, it's because they can identify other plays, make other plays out themselves. Like you see Russell Wilson, he scrambles. 15 yards before he throws a pass. That's what makes him look great. But if they're saying they're, they're giving him the first read every time, he hasn't got the chance to give him, make himself look amazing. You do, that. You, you do though, because you could, you could still look great. You could hate your first read every single time. And yeah, the offense would have to work really well around you, and they've, not, they've never had the best offensive line. The running back should be improved now. Outside of Cortland Sutton, who did they have at receiver last year? Noah Fant dropped every single pass pretty much towards him. So there is room for improvement. I just felt like that he was underwhelming. And in your second year, you're going to put more on your quarterback. You'll put a bit more on his back. Yeah. I, I just don't think how he'll be any better than what he showed he was in those four or five games, which was just mediocre. I guess I agree that he's not, he's not showing anything yet to say he's going to be this next one of year two quarterbacks that jumped out like, like Mahomes, Jackson. He's not going to be anything like that, but... You know, they've put Jerry Judy in first round, Sutton on the other side. Fan, I agree, wasn't great, but it does take Titans a little bit of time to, to sort yeah. of adjust. Especially yeah. the rookie quarterback. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Joe Flacco, let's be honest. I mean, he was never going to he was never going to do anything to start that season. So they always started no. a bit behind. And, uh, Stop the boss. Me and Scott are agreeing. This is not a good sign. I'm, I've been brought... Yeah, is there more reason why I'm right then? Well, no. I, think, I definitely agree Drew Locke is not. It's not anything to sort of hang your hat on, but I think that Vic Vangelo is going to have a good defense. That's that's going to happen, and it's yeah. they're not going to win the division. But if they can sneak to nine and seven, they've got they're in with a shout of being that seventh seed. That's that's going to be. Rough. I've got them at five and eleven. Oh my, Tom! Five and eleven. That's lower the Chargers at six and ten. The Raiders at seven and nine, and the Chiefs at fourteen and two. With that, with that, boys, we're going to move on to the next division because that just sounds like absolute nonsense, that, Thomas. Right, we're going to go on to the, the AFC East. 
Now, Tom, I'll let you start this one. How have you got the AFCs going? So I've got the Jets um, bringing up um, the rear. I don't think that's a surprise to anyone, really, based on what we think they're going to be putting out as a team. I think that their defense is going to be pretty shocking this year, as it's been for a while. Obviously, they've lost Jamal Adams. Um, the offensive line will still be a problem, I think, for Sam Darnold. They've pretty much replaced everyone that was there last year. Um, yeah. So that's going to take some time anyway. Um, there's not really that much at receiver either. You've got Jameson Crowder. Um, tight end Chris Herndon looks all right, but you can never stay healthy. Um, um, I think Miami probably will look a lot better than they did last year, but might not necessarily win any more games, which is kind of a strange sentence to make. Um, but I see them winning five games again. Um, I've got New England at eight and eight, um, and then I've got Buffalo winning the division at 10 and six. I thought about giving them a couple more wins, but I still can't fully trust Josh Allen. I think a lot of their games will be dead close, will be really tight finishes. Um, so kind of kind of went fifty fifty on some on some of those wins for them. But yeah, to me, I think this is finally going to be handed over from the Patriots to to another team. Here we go. I've got Bills eleven and five, Patriots eight and eight. And oh, the Jets, Jets fans and Dolphins fans, you may as well just turn off for a second because. I've got the Jets three and thirteen, the Dolphins two and fourteen. Oh come on, that's way too low. The Dolphins far too low. Just, Did you watch Fitzpatrick last year? And then Tua will come in at some point as well. Did you watch Tua? Yeah, Tua looks great. Like he's healthy. If Fitzpatrick will win a couple of games, because yeah. he always does. September he plays. He plays well. Like he's not a long-term guy, but he, he has a great well. four weeks. He always plays he's, really well in his first four games. Yeah. I, think I mean, they say always. He's done that the last three, four years. Yeah, there'll be two and there'll be two and four, two and five. Two will come in, and you're probably going to get. I think I think they, I think they break five hundred. I think they get eight and eight Dolphins. Oof, that's brave. Oh, they're, 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 oh in they're in a bad division. Jets are going to be walkovers. Patriots can't play in Miami with Brady. Never mind without him. And then they, they're going to, you know, the Bills and the, everyone's darling team this year but they're not any you know they've, they've got a good defense like you said josh allen's not the finished guy yet devin single trait running backs hit and miss they've got digs which i love but yeah i think i think dolphins could upset a lot of teams and brian flores looks a great coach they've paid he does, yeah they've paid yeah. a lot of money which is what the patriots do they've got have they got kyle van Noy this year from patriots kyle van Noy, yeah the defense is like it's kind of sneakily good and if Tua is anything like, well, the last few years were for quarterbacks, Murray, Jackson, not Mahomes, but, you know, maybe, maybe why not? Why can't I be, you know? You know what? Yeah. I'm not, in, a, in my, my two and 14 is, is no, like, a dig at any of these players on the Dolphins. I just think that with any sporting team, if you make too many changes in one season and with very little time to prepare, it's very hard to make it work. And that's my only point. I'm not trying to say these players aren't good enough, but I reckon next year could be the year you see yeah. the Dolphins turn a leaf. This year could be the year where there's problems, there's teething problems. They've had pretty much no preseason, they've had no OTAs, no mini camps. You're literally basing what you think the player's going to be like off practice, and practice is nothing. Like they've had like maybe three live scrimmages. Like a live scrimmage will tell you more than any practice, and they've had like three of them. How are you going to tell what two is like with Aaron Donald running after him? I'm not even sure he plays Aaron Donald. That, you know, he doesn't play Aaron Donald. Yeah, Actually, with the, he does play Aaron Donald. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the AFC I mean, East plays the okay. NFC Yeah, I'll ask you two now. West. If you are Brian Flores and you are playing the Rams, are you playing two? A... No, so I, the, way, the way that I've got it, I've got them playing two from week nine, which would be the week after they play the Rams. Yeah, when Aaron I, Donald... In the, yeah. and uh, Fitzpatrick's career and then bring <laughs> yeah. in, in those first eight weeks I only see them beating Jacksonville and then um, in week nine they go to Arizona and I think they could give Tua his first start then if not it'd be week 10 at the Jets and then they've got week 11 for the bye but yeah, I guess uh, ideally I think they want it I know it seems weird most teams want it late but I think they would have wanted it earlier so they'd yeah. want it earlier yeah, yeah. we're in but I don't know. I just uh, I think they're not going to wait about. I think Brian Flores is going to want to win. You saw last year. What I know exactly. 
what did they finish? I can't, it wasn't a great record, but they finished with five wins, didn't they, last year? Yeah, and they had a lot of turnover wins. then. The uh, the roster had so much churn last year compared to the previous year. Yeah, and yeah, you're making prepare, a very but... valid point that they had more time to prepare, but there was still a huge amount of turnover. Um, and I think, like Scott said, I think Brian Flores is going to be a really good coach. I think he's a very good teacher, probably as much as anything, about getting players ready, yeah. getting them prepared. Um, so. Yeah, I do think they'll struggle to begin with and they'll probably be like 1-10 and 10 initially. But then the schedule eats us up a little bit towards the end after their bye, which mm. I think when, that's when I think they can pick up some wins. We'll see. We'll see. Scott, have you got, have you got like, the division going? Any difference? I think, I think uh, I'd probably say that I can see Miami maybe sneaking ahead of Patriots. I think it is Bills probably taking it. Jets at the bottom. It's those two in the middle that could go either way. They'll both be... I don't see the Patriots getting above... Seven and nine. I know it's. I know Belichick is. Uh, you know, he always finds a way. But it's going to take MVP Cam Newton kind of form to get anywhere near because they've got the defense has been destroyed by people opting out for COVID. Yeah. Uh, they've, they've, you know, they've got nobody to pass the ball to, and very little threat running back when you actually focus. If they're going to face eight man boxes, I don't see Sonny Michelle and Rex Burkhead and you know doing particularly anything exciting so I think 6 and 10 7 and 9 they're going to be around about that Dolphins will be similar depends yeah. who wins the head to head probably I'd, between who gets that second spot but yeah it's I don't know predictions though this is what we do we make predictions won't we but we're always going to be one or two out it's, it's, it's going to be nearly impossible to predict every team dead on but like you know a couple out you, you, you wouldn't be that you wouldn't argue with you but you wouldn't argue with somebody if you're a couple out um, alright we'll move to the AFC South now, I've got the Titans run away with this league, this division, sorry. I've got my 11-5. I know it's not very popular, I know. But 11-5 Titans, I've got the Colts coming in on 8-8. Eight eight. Texans, 4-12, and 12, the big Texans. And the, and the Jaguars are going 2-14. and 14. Absolutely outrageous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do anything by halves, do I? That is the worst. Not at all. Chiefs, 15-1. Texans four and twelve. Texans, mate. Right. Tell me what. Tell me what you are excited about about the Texans team this year. I'd rather know what you're not excited about. I think that's where the bigger story is. Okay. I think yeah. okay. Most people think they'll get a winning record, but you think they'll. Their receivers not come close. are honestly are the biggest worry I've ever seen. Like you they've got cheese string hamstrings. That's yeah. That's, that's true, a big but... worry in a, in a year where you've had no pr- preparation and there's also COVID battling there. You don't want receivers who are injury prone, and that's what I mean, they've to be got. Fair, not having all that. Off season could even be better for them though because they've had less time to get injured. Less to do. Yeah, exactly. Less time to get injured. Yeah. I think the Texans are the AFC's version of the Seahawks. They're slightly less talented than the Seahawks. Stop it. But they're slightly less talented. They've not got the same talent at receiver and maybe a bit. And the defense is hit and miss for both teams. But Watson and Watson isn't quite Wilson yet, but he's that kind of player. And he's nothing like him. He's nowhere near the quality of Russell Wilson. He's not. He's not Russell Wilson, but he's he's in. He's this year he'll be. A he top just player. makes stuff happen, though, doesn't he? Like, yeah. well, like, like I, I get what Scott's saying in terms of the playing style. Like Wilson, you know, will come up with two or three magic plays every game, and I think Watson does the same thing. You saw that against the Bills in the playoff game. Exactly. He had got absolutely spearheaded by two Bills linebackers. He just bounced right off and spun out of it, and they made, they made a play which helped them go on and win the game. Yeah, I mean, right. okay. I'm not saying line than you think. Like Larry Tunsil's a decent left tackle. They've got. I actually think David Johnson could be a comeback player here. He's honestly. So I know you're saying he had a better line. Yeah. Thursday, isn't it? They improved the line last yeah. week, last year. Honestly, they he still got he still got sacked like 44 times last year. That's just I see that about. He yeah. just sort of move about and he's going to get hit. That's going to happen. But it's. You know, it's Brandon Cooks. They've got Randall Cobb, haven't they? They've got Will Fuller if he stays healthy. His passer in Watson is actually it's like 130. Yeah, but that's not that's not an accurate reflection either. That's not an accurate reflection. That's like saying you're on the other side and DeAndre Hopkins is there. You'd have a good passer rating too because no one's covering you. They're all covering Hopkins. That is a fair point, but he's still going to be second choice to to Cooks. He's, he's going to get. He's not going to get double teamed. Anyway, is what I'm saying. He's, no, they've got, they've got a reasonable. Sort of like you know, cast a frutter. I don't think if it's... they all stay fit, of they all stay fit, it could be better than maybe like maybe like six, six and ten. But I can't see him being like. And David Johnson is a worry. 
He's also had injury problems in the past. He's behind an offensive line, which still isn't fantastic. And I just find it like he's and when what Tom said earlier on in the in the off season, all the pressure's on him now. He was part of that trade that they lost their big name player. Yeah. And if, it, if he doesn't pay off, those fans are going to turn pretty quickly. They will, Either which would be quite. Well, I mean, there's going to be no fans there, so at least they won't hear the booing, probably. It would be like 7,000, which would be worse. You want to hear exactly what they're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think the whole division, I mean, everyone knows Jacksonville's probably the worst team in football. I mean, yeah, trash. honestly, there's Hot no steam in mess. Not even close. I mean, the Jets are trying, but it's still, it's still not close. And then, you know, I think I just think the Titans are going to get found out. Tannehill was great last year, but for what nine games? I mean, he's is he more like the Dolphins Tannehill, or is he what he was last year? And I think Derrick Henry is a beast, but if everyone's focusing on stopping him, mm. what else do they really yeah. have? Like, they're not they're not much of a team around that. They're just yeah. I mean, you know, I do agree. I do agree. I think I'm. I would love the Colts to do well, even though Phil Rivers is a bit of an angry Same. man. I would love the Colts to do really well, uh, and it would be great for him to bounce back and show that he is amazing behind a solid O line, and with the the two running backs there as well, this could be like an unbelievable offense to like just to take off. However, it is just Philip Rivers. I'm just a bit unsure. So I've, that's why I put the Titans there, but I I think it could easily. Uh, switch. They could easily switch around those two, those two teams. I, I, think, I think the Colts have the best all-round roster in the division. And that's probably pretty... If you, if you didn't... If you weren't worried about Philip Rivers, and to be fair, he was, he's not a mobile quarterback, so when he's got a bad O-line, can't do anything. That Colts was probably the best in football. And, yes. and the running backs, if Jonathan Taylor's anything like he was in college, they could be... You know, they might not need much of Rivers. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't think Rivers is going to be passing the ball more than ten or fifteen yards, like at, at any point, because you're going to use the running yeah. game, use the offensive line, use the running game, and then you just be going, um, be throwing quick short passes, and yeah, he likes to throw a bit of a jump ball up, and that's what you've got the rookie in for. What's the guy named Mike, Michael Pittman Jr. They've got him as kind of a, a, a jump ball specialist. Um, he'll probably kind of act a bit like uh, Mike Mike Williams did for him when he was at the Chargers. Um, yeah. To help them throw the ball up, um, yeah. No, I, th- I think that Colts team could be a bit spicy. Yeah, so we're not all uh, we're not all too far off, are we? Really, apart from the the, uh, the Texans shout, which you're all no. hating on, but you'll, that is you'll ridiculous, all see. Yeah. You'll all I mean, see this year. You'll, I've, you'll I've got the Titans the same as you. Um, like Scott said, I think Tannehill will have a bit of a come down, but I w- I wonder if um, if we kind of see Tannehill play way well again, will that hurt? Gase and the fact that you know I don't think Gase is a good coordinator anyway or or head coach. Obviously, if Tannehill keeps on playing well, does that show obviously that Gase could never get the best out of him at the Dolphins? And could Tannehill playing well inadvertently leave lead towards Gase getting fired in New York? I think Gase is going to get fired on his own. He's gone anyway. Yeah, he's gone. I think, I think Gase is going yeah. to Gase is going to get fired all by his fired. big self. I hope he gets fired. Yeah, I really do. If if you can't keep your top players like Adams and well, Donald is the unluckiest player in the entire league. Yes, <laughs> I feel yeah. so well apart from Josh Rosen. Uh, well, he's actually fallen to a decent spot. Actually, yeah, yeah. At this point in the podcast, gents, we're going to pause for a quick interview with Cadell King. Welcome to an interview we've got today with a very special guest. We've got Cadell King over here, and he's playing with the Kopio Steelers in Finland. Are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me. Good man. No, it's an absolute honour. We love getting all the athletes that have made their way through American football and now playing at a high level. It's great to hear from you guys. You're an absolute inspiration for the younger children around the world trying to make their way in that sport. Thank you. No problem at all. So how has it been playing in these very unique times? We've obviously got COVID trying its best to ruin all sports. So how's it going? Yeah, it's, it's been a blessing for real. Um... At one point, I didn't think I'd be playing football this year. Yeah. So to not only play football, but be in the finals of the Maple League is a real blessing. And I'm very grateful to be in this position. Yeah, honestly, that's what we've gone to next. Amazing, amazing uh, progression there. You've gone into the Maple League finals over in Finland, which is incredible news. 
How has yeah. that season been for you? It's been a very unique and inspiring season, to be honest. Um, the decision to come over to Corpio Theaters was made in a week. So yeah. they were messaging me before, but I re-signed with Frankfurt Universe. Okay. The GFL season got canceled. Coach Pecker messaged me, and I took it straight away. And I flew out the next week. Um, playing in Finland was uh, very different to the GFL. Um, different structure, different way of life. Um, I feel like every different country had their own unique playing style, which is attributed by the culture. Yeah. So uh, in Finland, everyone's more like reserved, quiet, and yeah. that's how it is in the Maple League. Um, but they're very, they know what they're doing and they play hard the same way. Um, it was dope. Met some in- incredible and amazing players out here. Played with Sammy, who played in Invaders, and AJ Wentland for Jesden Monarchs. Learned a lot as a player and compete in every practice, every game just helped me get better. So even though, yeah, even though the situation with COVID wasn't ideal, I made the most of it and I'm grateful for it. Good for you, man. You've done very, very well. Move, that was going to get the next question. You've obviously played around the world, uh, which is, obviously, yeah. I'm going to ask you, how was that? So there's two sides. It could be an unbelievable experience, but it could also be quite a difficult thing to move away as an athlete to try and make it in a sport you love. Yeah. Uh, I, it's, it's both good and bad. So good in the way that you experience different cultures, different um, countries, different ways of playing the, the sport. You meet great people. You improve as a player. Yeah. And bad in the way that you're away from your family, you're away from you know, your friends. Yeah. You meet great people who you have to leave eventually. Um, but either way, I'm, I'm very happy. I won't change it for the world. You know, I won't Good. change it for the world. Good. That's, that's, it's great to hear. Obviously, when, when you see somebody doing what they, what they love and, they, and they're chasing it around the world and, and they are succeeding, things it is great to see. It is, yeah. it, as you say, it is an inspiration to the younger children who are trying to get into this sport from around the mm-hmm. world aren't, aren't in the US, where it is probably a, a more direct route into yeah. that kind of sport. So, moving on to a, a more um, political way of thinking around the, that moment in the world. Obviously, there is a lot of focus on the social injustices going on, uh, predominantly in America with the Black Lives Matter movement. How is that? Obviously, it's not just in America that it is happening. It's around the world. And finally, something is happening finally some bit of the world standing up and realizing this can't go on so how has that yeah. affected your life recently as a, a young black athlete it's it's been hard to um come to grips with because for so long we've been accustomed to a certain way of life so i've been used to being prejudged before people meet me I've been used to having to um, tiptoe around certain situations because I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. So I'm happy that it's been brought to the light. And I'm also happy to see like major athletes, NFL athletes, NBA athletes, CFL athletes, um, even the York Lions um, take a stand against this. And they want to see change. They want to uh, make sure that this isn't a norm for the other gener- younger generations coming up, which is a blessing. And whatever I can do to help, I will happy help brilliant i i honestly can never put myself in your in your shoes and i i I am i was sitting there thinking it is about time this is actually you know it's happened before you've seen colin kaepernick do his thing and you know kind of got brushed aside and it was almost a little bit a while that got brushed aside and now finally they're standing up and taking notice which is great and hopefully this is the the time when it turns and you know it it does make a difference yeah fingers crossed um, so we're going to move on to a bit more positive thing. I want to make it a bit more positive now after that, after moving on to there. So you yeah. are in the Maple, um, Maple Ball oh, Finals. Yeah. Now, congratulations for a start of getting there. How Thank is you. that feeling? It is it's surreal. Um, this is going to be my first, uh, I'll say, national finals. Yeah. Um, I've won conference finals. I've won uh, the EFL, which is the European football, which is like the Champions League of... Uh, European football. Yes. <laughs> um, but I haven't won a national final. So this is my first national final I'll be participating in and I'm excited for it. Amazing. Honestly, buzzing for you. So Thank you. how is the difference of preparation? Obviously, 
as an athlete, obviously you're preparing every week the, the best you can be, but obviously that is the, the right way of answering the question. But obviously when you're coming into a, a, a week of a final or the time of a final, how has your preparation changed? Um, for, for me and myself, I, have, I approach every game the same, whether it's like a preseason game, week two, week seven, semifinals. I know how um, the best way for me to prepare and I know every week I'll come out and play my hardest. I don't care if we're up by 21, if we're down by 21. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's going to be watching film, find out the tendencies. Um, the Wolverines, the guys we were playing this, this week, they have their um, concept they love to run. So it's just training, teaching myself to read and react to the concept. So as soon as I see one thing, I know it's coming. Um, still read the play but anticipate if I see an out, a slot's coming behind me. If I see a pull, stay because the QB has to run behind the pull. So it's just um, learning tendencies and training my eyes and training my head, my mind to pick up on them when I see them in the game. Brilliant. So, you know, we're all, I mean, I'm, we're all rooting for you over here. Hopefully you absolutely smash it and, you know, you. We, can, we can message you after, after the final. It's all good news. Uh, mm -hmm. so what, what would be the plan after this obviously you've come to Finland on like a last minute thing when things didn't work out in Germany because of COVID what, yeah. what's the end goal like wh where do you where do you want to be in a couple of years time in a couple of years um I want to be in the pro in the pro leagues um yeah CFL NFL um I believe I have the ability to play in the leagues um I play with numerous players who are in the leagues and we have been in the same caliber on our team yeah. um Pro players messaging me today asking me why I'm not in the league yet. So my main goal is to play in the league and to really help the UK football grow because I was once a kid in the UK. Um, one thing I would always hear when I was in the UK is that I'll never play abroad, that I'll never be good enough to play pro or go college. And I've done all of these things. I want to be, I was never the fastest kid, never the strongest kid, never the one that people will be like, oh, he's the guy who's going to be yeah. the best in the team until they see me play, right? So I want to be that inspiration for those kids in the UK that may not be the biggest kid, may not be the fastest kid, but as long as you have the heart and desire to play football and as long as you play hard, you do the right things on and off the field, you can make it because the only difference between us and people over in the States in America and Canada is they have people supporting them and rooting for them. So they never gave up. Yeah. I was a hard-headed kid. So if I had it in my head, I'm making it, I'm making it. Good. I never got as much support until I went abroad to Canada to hear that I could play in the pros. So I just want to be that guy who can inspire kids from the UK and even in Europe, that if you have a dream and you stick to your dream and you prepare and do the right things, you can make it. It, I, I want to say this right now. I have not sent you my questions before this, but it is like you are just reading my mind. My next question <laughs> is going to be, what advice would you give to a youngster trying to get into this sport across the world? So, so change it from the last one. I lost <laughs> yeah, try and change uh, the difference to the last one. Oh, yeah. It's like you're just reading my mind. <laughs> is, um, do your research. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Do your research because... I've seen boarders in the UK, in Canada, Germany, Finland, who can play abroad, but they don't know how to. So times have changed from my era. So my era, I had to go to prep school, I had to go to university. In uh, Europe, there's now pathway programs, NFL pathway programs, CFL combines coming over. Yeah. Um, the IPP, 360 athletes, are helping kids go to the States. So you don't have to... Um, necessarily follow my steps or someone else's steps because now it's a lot more easier yeah. for you guys. So do your research. Um, know where you want to play. If you want to play a linebacker, research linebackers. Yeah. Um, what I did was I didn't research the pro linebackers. I researched high school linebackers. When I was in uh, Kent Exiles, the first linebacker, and this is, and this is crazy because I told my brother at the time, told my friends at the time, the linebacker who I'm modeling my game off was a four-star recruit who committed to LSU, Quan Alexander. Yeah. Right. Yes. Ah, fair play. When when he uh, committed, he had like a LSU bow tie. 
I always remember that because I'm like, I'm going to be like Conor Alexander. So I watched his highlight tape, watched full games, watched how he played the game. Yeah. And I followed his steps from high school to college to Tampa, now to 49ers. So it's do your research. Don't just follow the crowd because, again, you, we've all seen the stats. 1% make it to the league, right? Stand out in everything you do, in your research, in your training, and on the field. Fantastic. I mean, this is what, obviously, I, I'm a, I love watching American football. And they, but obviously, somebody in your position who has played the sport and knows how mm -hmm. to get there and knows what, what sacrifices and what it's taken to get to the level that you're at and then aspire to get higher as well. It is, yeah. it is good to then pass that information on to the younger people who are trying to follow in your footsteps or maybe in other footsteps to get to the same place. So thank yeah. you for that. Okay. That was all the questions, if I'm honest, apart from a good luck with the Maple Bowls. Uh, I've, I've actually got a quick fire 10 questions for you to answer. I, you okay. can't think too much about these questions, okay? You've got to just answer right. them. I got so, you. See how we get along. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Favorite NFL team? 49ers. Favorite NFL player? Von Miller. Who will win the Super Bowl this year? 49ers. <laughs> What's more important, strong offense or a strong defense? Strong defense. If you were to play in another position, what would it be? Safety. Okay. What other sports do you play? Soccer. Football. <laughs> Favorite meal? Jello fries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, favorite favorite word in Finnish. Nani. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> it can mean anything. It's just like yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, favorite TV series. Ooh. One Piece. Never heard of it. Good. It's like an anime show. <laughs> okay. Okay. And favorite superhero. Super. Black Panther, I have to. Oh, yeah. Very, very, very good choice. Very, very yeah. good choice. <laughs> well, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you. I wish you all the very best in the Maple Bowl final and in your future going forward. Thank you. Thank you we'll so much. Track. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. We'll keep in touch. We'll keep track sure. on, on your progress. And hopefully in a few years' time, we can interview you again when you're in the NFL. God's way. Okay, now on to the AFC North. Scott, how are you seeing this one going? Uh, it's got to be Ravens division to, to lose. I mean, they're, they're probably the best team in football, I reckon. Uh, Jackson, I think, I don't see no. any the reason anyone's got a criticism of Jackson is just crazy. They've, all right, they've lost Earl Thomas, but it, it didn't make a huge amount of he difference. He didn't play very well anyway. A huge amount of difference. And I think they've got a decent enough set of cornerbacks that they'll, they'll be fine without him. Uh, they've still got, still got Ingram. They, they drafted J.K. Dobbins, the best running team in the history of the league drafted a guy who did he get 2,000 yards in college by himself in a year? Yeah, I think I got close. It, it's just unfair, <laughs> like, <laughs> didn't need him, ridiculous. didn't need him, they didn't, get, didn't need it, but they got him. And why not? Uh, I, for once, I think the Browns will do okay. I think they'll probably they'll be around that wild card spot. They'll get, I think, nine, seven, ten, and six. They'll be in that re that sort of region. I think the Ravens will be 14 and two, 13 and three. Um, yeah. Steelers probably going to struggle Big Ben's back but he's what 38 he's had elbow surgery he's not really that fit anyway he doesn't do a lot of off-season work uh, he's trimmed down now at Big Ben he's no longer Big Ben he's Slim Ben he just he's... stopped eating Tom that's all it was he didn't trim down his beard looked pretty sharp though in that video <laughs> earlier really in the off-season he, he needed a good off-season and apparently he's not a best worker in the off-season but Maybe he's give it a go this year. Maybe he's you know putting some work, but I just don't see him being. Juju's not a number one receiver. They've not got anyone else besides that. James Conner's not a great running back. They've got a decent line. They've got a good defense. I give him that. The defense will keep them within. Yeah, game. great they'll defense. They'll, they'll get close to eight and eight, but probably I think probably more like six and ten, seven and nine. And then the Bengals. Uh, the Bengals will be better, but marginally. I want no, three thirteen probably. I don't think they're going to get you, much of that. You're going to be furious at this end. I'll, I'll, I'll do mine. Tom, first, you can have a little laugh, then you can go with yours. I've got okay. the Ravens taking it. I think we can all agree the Ravens are taking this division. Four and, I've got them with 14-2. and two. I know it's a bit adventurous again, but I could still see them doing it. Uh, I've got the Cleveland Browns up there, number two, 10-6, smashing life. 
I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers really struggling this year. I know the defense is incredible, and I'm really know, but I think they're the only thing that's good about this team. I I know we say our oh, Big Ben, but Big Ben was great four years ago. Big Ben is no longer the same Big Ben. So Big Ben, I've got them going four, four years ago. <laughs> he threw for five thousand yards in 2018. So three seasons ago. Okay. So two seasons ago. No, come on now. He's crap. Uh, How is... <laughs> I've got them going. I've got them four, four and twelve. Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals. I've got also going four and twelve. Come on, Tom. Give yeah. it to me. <laughs> got the Ravens at thirteen and three. I've got the Steelers at ten and six. I believe in that defense more than I think Big Ben's going to be all right. But I, I still think that defense is going to squeak them, squeak them wins. Cleveland at nine and seven, they scrape into the playoffs as well. They get a wild another wild card, and then I've got the Bengals at four and ten, who I think they're I think their secondary is going to struggle quite a bit, and also their O line as well. I think from what you saw in training camps, you saw Joe Burrow running for his life, and I think we'll see the same thing um, yeah. on Sundays. Yeah. You know what? The defense may carry them through to more wins than that, but I just think what Scott said was right. Juju is not a wide receiver one. James Conner has had issues with injuries everywhere, and even when he wasn't injured, it wasn't really him being fantastic. It's just the O line. That's the only thing going for Big Ben. The O line is it is really really good. So he might not need to be this mobile quarterback, but he was already immobile, and now he's gone through an injury, a rehab which made him look like he was. 70 pound heavier he's come back in an off season which wasn't very long anyway and every lost single all that thing right, well every single thing out there off, off, off their camp is nothing about the receivers nothing about the running backs it's all Big Ben's arms nothing working about fine about the receivers Big Ben's arms working fine they've been bigging up Chase Claypool the tight end slash oh. receiver that they drafted out yeah, so he looks like he could be decent that's just a rookie that's just a rookie James Washington and What's the guy's name? Is it Deontay Thompson? The two receivers. Was yes, they're probably both a pair of number two and number threes. If you have them and Juju in the slot, that could still work quite well. Mm. Like Juju is much better when he's working out the slot than he is an outside guy. He's just not really an outside receiver. Um, if you can put him in the slot, if you have Claypool on the outside for a bit of a jump ball specialist, um, and then you've got either James Washington or Deontay Thompson not on the outside. That could so, still be a good offense. And then week three, Roethlisberger decides to destroy his elbow. And then we're going back to Mason Rudolph. That's yeah, they, they, they should have addressed that backup quarterback situation. They, brought they should have gone out and got Jameis. They, they, they should him? have got Jameis. Is it Josh Dobbs? No, he's, they released him. He went. To, they released him. They're going back on the practice squad. I think is uh, nobody else. They brought somebody back in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. either way, it, it, they haven't made a, a, a significant well, improvement. Anyway, we obviously don't agree because I don't rate that offense at all, whereas the defense is great. You give it a bit more chances than I do. Scott, what were you saying? You, you don't like the uh, the prediction of the 4-12 and 12 Steelers? No, no. It's, <laughs> I don't think Mike Tomlin's ever going to get a team that low. He's, 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 no. a good, he's a good coach. I don't think he's going to finish 4-12. and 12. You saw what he did last year with... Rudolph and Doug Hodges playing quarterback. I think the the record when they, they only need an average of sort of exactly. Well, they still had a chance to get into the playoffs last year. With, with those two playing, so but Ben will be better than those. Whether he's what he used to be, that's obviously I don't think he's going to be that. But yeah, it's going to be an upgrade of what they had last year, and that was yeah. eight and eight. So exactly, and the thing that helps the AFC North is that they play the NFC East. So, I mean, apart from the Cowboys and the Eagles, will be a bit of a flip game. You get two wins straight away from the Giants and the Red yeah. and the I keep saying the Reds from 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 Washington. Um, the Eagles will be a flip game because half their team gets injured um, at a time. Dallas, I think, could be a bit hit and miss. Could they kind of succumb to the pressure of suppose a bit of having to be amazing? That wouldn't surprise me at all. So there's there's four games there that they could win straight away, and then I think that every single team in the in the division will share a division game. I, I don't think, like, even the Ravens. I think the Ravens will will split out the uh, the division games. I think they're yeah. in the Walker division. I think they probably get 
yeah, at least five out of six wins in that division. Probably get our six. But the, I think the Steelers will be okay, but they'll be, they'll be around seven and nine. They're not going to be as bad as well, Ari's just out to upset people tonight. He's just, uh, <laughs> he's just firing out hot takes there. He's had a bad day. He's had a bad right, day. So, rankings, the seedings, or the seedings, go rankings, whatever you want to call it, going into the playoffs. I've got the Chiefs, obviously, number one. Ravens, number two. Bills, number three. And Titans, number four, obviously, because they've won the division. Number five, I've got the... Um, oh, have I got... Oh, have I done here? I think I've got the Browns. Oh, yeah, I've got the Browns. Yeah, you had them at 10 and 6, didn't you? Yeah, and then I've got the Broncos, number six. And then number seven, number seven goes to the Indianapolis Colts. That's not bad, is it? No. Apart from the Titans, I don't say the Titans getting that division, but apart from that, you've probably got the teams. Uh, I mean, I, I've, I think Ravens are getting number one. I think they're, they're going to probably be up that 14 and 2, 33 again. Chiefs will have a little bit of a hangover, probably. They always, you know, they're, in a, they're in a hard division, so they're not going to walk, walk away with number one seed, I don't think. Um, just don't think that division's that hard. <laughs> I've got three teams in the playoffs in them, so. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I, it's, it's Ravens one, Chiefs two. I think if Bills probably sneak third by the fact that the South will beat each other and Texan wins off each other. I think Colts take it, get the fourth seed. Uh, Browns, I, I think you're right. Browns probably get fifth seed. Just um, uh, they could be the same record. It could come down to either point score with the, with the last few teams. But yeah, six, six spot. I think Raiders seventh Broncos. That's different. What are you thinking, Tom? Mine's almost the exact same yours, Harry. The same teams, apart from I've got the Steelers in there as the fifth seed. Got the Browns. Um, Cleveland in as the sixth seed. Uh, and then the Colts in as the seventh seed. Um, I had the, the top four just um, just as you did. Nice. So you haven't got the Broncos in there? No, I think actually, I think I had the Titans and the, and the Bills flipped. I think I've got the Titans 11 5, Buffalo 10 and 6. Fair enough. So we're all in agreement around the majority of those teams that go into the playoffs. So it's, you know, they shouldn't. If we're if we're right, there shouldn't be too many surprises, really, should there? Not with the winning. No. Well. I think it's the wild cards. Obviously, it's always going to be well. Not by the name of it, it's it's, it's a bit of potluck, isn't it? Who gets in there? But yeah, I think the division winners. The South is is the most competitive league for who's going to win it. I think. I think it's one of them. I think you could argue that the NFC South, NFC West. They're the yeah, better They're all tough ones. Yeah, definitely better divisions. But AFC, yeah. AFC overall is probably, I think it's, it's quite top-heavy. It's top-heavy, yeah. Chiefs and the Ravens are going to be great. I think beyond that, I don't see anyone making a run, really. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Well, gents, that was, that was enjoyable. I mean, going through predictions, obviously, mine, mine some of mine are quite laughable. I think I've gone either all or nothing but a lot of the divisions. We will... Leave that there, and we'll go on to have a little preview of the Thursday night game, the season opener between Kansas City and uh, the Houston Texans. How are you seeing this one going, boys? I think, to be honest, the the fact there's no preseason makes it a bit difficult to call, but the the, the Texans aren't going to be as... It's going to be a walkover for the Chiefs. I think the fact... It's, it's at Kansas City, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, so I think, yeah, yeah, I think that, that, you know, there's less of a home field advantage without the fans or without as many fans, but they'll still, they'll still They've get got like 16,000 fans in there, you know? Yeah, they're still getting a few in out there, but obviously Arrowhead's one of the loudest stadiums, and without that, you, you might probably lose a bit of the advantage, but even still, they'll probably be, be good enough to beat the Texans. Uh, but the, the Texans, I think they'll be, keep it close until late. I think they might even be leading into the fourth quarter, and then Mahomes might, we should pull it back, I think. Wow, that is different. Yeah. What are you thinking, uh, Tom? I see it being quite comfortable for the Chiefs, really. I think um, I can see the Texans getting some garbage yards and some garbage points in the in the fourth quarter, but I do see it being a pretty comfortable win um, for the Chiefs. I think, like Scott said, this could be, with there being no preseason, it could be a bit of a sloppy game. I imagine there'll be a lot of penalties, you know, whether it's false starts, I mean, not the crowd will have as much as an impact, but I can see a lot of false starts, some offsides, probably a bit of holding in there as well, especially on that O-line. Um, 
probably a fair few drops as well potentially um but no I, i'm just i can't wait to see actual nfl again like no. i keep forgetting how close the season the is because there's back. been no pre-season like every single year i complain about pre-season saying how shit it is um but it's actually made me um miss it a little bit because i've not yeah. actually been able to see some proper some proper games but no i can't wait i um i can't agree with either of you you're not the okay. I uh no, Texans are not winning that game. I, I, I say, it's not going to be one of their four wins, is it? <laughs> no, I've got I've got the Chiefs going. I think it was like thirty-one fourteen. I, I a comfortable win is not what I said. What's that? A comfortable win. No, but you think it's going to be a sloppy game. I don't think it's going to be a sloppy game. I think I think Andy Reid has had all this time to plan this game out. I think it's going to be yeah. You know you know you know he doesn't like do it the preseason, but he's 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 been planning this game since. The end of last season, there, there is. But that doesn't mean there won't be penalties. Oh, Andy no, Reid can't team, control what the players is do. Ready. He's not got a controller, has he? That team is ready. I, you know, when you say the uh, Super Bowl hangover, I just can't see it. I reckon they're going to be absolutely fire from the get-go. And and I was going on and on about Clyde Edwards-Helaire not being the guy that everyone thinks he's going to be because he was going to be behind Damian Williams. Now Williams decided to absolutely throw me under the bus and drop out. I, uh, now, it's personal, that isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. I, I'm absolutely furious. And now Clyde Edelaire is going to be unreal from the get go. He's going to be given the number one role straight from the You've start. You've done a 180 there, haven't you? What's that? You've done a 180 there. Well, I can't. You? I can't. I can't stick to the same decision if there's nobody to stop him getting the job. He wasn't going to get the job last time because there was already a, a running back yes, they had was. there. If he, he wasn't good, got the job. If he wasn't good enough to beat out Damien Williams, though, in your mind, how's this suddenly going to be? Oh, no, 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 he was going to beat him out. I thought by like week four, that's what I was saying. I, I was going to beat him out, but I just said I don't think he was going to start straight away as like the lead back. You know, everyone's drafting him in the second round in fantasy leagues. It's like, I'm not sure you're going to get the value because you're going to miss out with four games of being lead back. Now nah, you're not going to because now you're going to get lead back every carry you want on Patrick Mahomes' offense. So, fair play to him, you know, fill your boots. I, I honestly think it could be a bit of a Bit of a comfortable game for the Chiefs. I don't think there are going to be many, many mistakes that side. I think the Texans could be showing up a little bit. I think you saw, you know, you saw the playoffs last year. The Chiefs, I know they won the Super Bowl in the end, obviously. They, they were well worth it, but they never started the game very well. They they do start games slowly, and Texans were, what, were they 24, 24 points up? Were they in that playoff game? Yeah. So I'm not saying it's going to be the same again. I don't think it's going to be very near that, but I think, like Tom said, it's going to be a bit of a sloppier game. And if the Chiefs start slowly, I think coming into sort of fourth quarter, there could be it's not going to be a big lead. They might have a, they might be up by a field goal, but I think the Texans will be hanging around. They'll be they'll be making a bit of a nuisance of themselves. And yeah, Chiefs will be they'll be getting they'll be getting two three touchdowns maybe in fourth quarter. But can I ask you then, if you if you're saying like um, bringing up what happened last time with the Chiefs, were you shocked when that happened with the Chiefs? Were you shocked? Or when they came back, or when they were no, down, when, the when they went down that far, when they were making mistakes everywhere, when they were losing the ball, were you shocked? No, I couldn't believe. I it. wasn't that shocked because before, you know, Andy Reid's got a bit of a history, but he's a he's an amazing coach. But he has got a bit of a history of sort of messing things up uh, in the big games. I, I wasn't that shocked, but they uh, they were well worth it when they came back. They, you know, he was, got it right at the end. I was so shocked. I when it happened, I was like, oh my god, what is happening here? The Chiefs yeah. have absolutely gone to put gone to shit. And then when they came back, I was like, now nah, you're seeing the real Chiefs. So because I was so shocked, I'm not predicting that's going to happen again because that was like a one-off. A one I, I, I did not see that as like, oh, the Chiefs are out there again. Slow start, sloppy start. I thought that was like a, that was the Chiefs just being like, like complete opposite of what they've been all season. Well, they did it in every playoff game. They were down against the Texans. They were down against the Titans. The, Jimmy Garoppolo outplayed Mahomes for three quarters. That's how badly, that's how badly he started in the Super Bowl. He didn't. Yeah, Mahomes had two interceptions, didn't he? In the until the fall. Yeah, he didn't. Mahomes shouldn't have been the Super Bowl MVP. Uh, Damian Williams was the MVP. No, Damian Williams was yeah. yeah. The only reason was because the league wanted to make Mahomes. Yeah, well, I mean, the league, that was the reason. He didn't yeah. play that well in three quarters, and uh, you know the Tyreek Hill deep ball kind of won it for him. But they, yeah, I think they were down every single game, and they pulled it back. But that's that's kind of what the Chiefs are a little bit. They're a track yeah. team that can't defend. Overly well until they've got a big lead and teams just throw it at them and they get a few picks and a few turnovers. 
They're not a great defence. And the defence improved towards the end of the Great line. They've got a great line. Chris Jones is an absolute beast. Don't get me wrong. He mm. is he's amazing. Frank Clark's great on the outside, but you know the the back end, Tyron Matthew as well. Is, they've got good players, but they're not a great defence. They're not. A, you're not going to be a Pittsburgh Steelers type defence. No, no, I mean that's an unreal defence. Well, but they're not even going to be a middle. You know, they're not going to be a middle of the pack defence. They might be on the stats because the so far ahead teams have to just throw the ball at them. So like a Leonard Fournette defense. <laughs> if Leonard Fournette played defense, he'd probably do a better job than his running back. But you know. <laughs> yeah, man, as a linebacker, if you're a linebacker, you probably hit people. Because, you know. He would be good at that, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I, just, I just think they're gonna get, you know, not gonna start that well, and yeah, Texans will fade away. But they'll, yeah, what's the player? Fair enough. Well, gents, we all agree. We all see a Chiefs win, whether it's comfortable or tight or not. We are all in agreement that we are all buzzing about football back on Thursday. And we'll all be just as miserable again on Friday when it's gone for a few days and then back on Sunday for an unreal NFL Sunday. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure going through this with you guys. Obviously, my predictions are going to come true. Yours probably not so much when you're different from me. And, uh, and until next time, gents. Go well. Thanks very much. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.